Hi Church, welcome back to our weekend services. And today we will start our preaching from the book of First Thessalonians and later on, Second Thessalonians. Why are we doing the book of Thessalonians? Well, because last year, when we were seeking the Lord as to what we should preach this year, the Lord said to us, preach the end time epistles. So 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, Jude, second half of Zechariah, and in keeping with all of this, we, were, we are doing now, as you all know, the book of Revelations. Let me pray. Father, I'm going to commit this time to you that even as we look into your word, Lord, you will help me to deliver it as it is. And I want to pray that we are not only hearers of your word, but doers of it. So Father, we know that everything will pass away, but your word will never, never pass away. So I need your help. I seek your, your presence and your anointing once again. And I ask you to help me deliver this message to your church, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. So let's read together 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 10. Saul, Silas, or Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing. The Bible is so amazing. Here you have the three subheadings for my message today. Verse 3. So verse 4. Brothers, loved by God, we know that He has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Verse 7, And so, you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. And this is where I got the title of this weekend's message. A model to all the believers. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become well known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell us how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. If you look at these 10 verses, two verses stand out. First of all, verse 7. And you became a model to all the believers. Can I paraphrase it? You became a model to all the believers in Malaysia. Wow. In other words, they were a model church. What were the marks of the model church? What stood out? 
verse 3. And these are the three things that stood out. The three characteristics. A work produced by faith, that labor prompted by love, endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, friend. I want my church to become the model church, don't you? I want every one of SIBNs to be a model to all the believers. But you say, Pastor, how can that be? Hey, listen to me. Huh? God wants us to become a model church. He didn't say a perfect one. There are no perfect churches on this side of heaven. Don't even try it. But the fact is, even though we cannot be perfect, we can be models. Ma. In other words, we can be an example to others. And I don't know about you, I want SIBKL to be a model church. And I want your church to be a model church. Listen, the opposite of this is that we are indifferent. We don't care what other people think of us. We don't care how we project what church is all about. We don't care what other people see us. We are indifferent. We, we, are, we are lukewarm. You know, that kind of attitude that we have. You know, oh no, don't do that, friend. Please don't do that. I was sharing with my staff very recently, and I, and I mentioned that some time ago, that there was a study did by Dr. Sam Lum in Singapore, where he did a research on what we call leadership derailment factors. What, it, what is leadership derailment? He, he did a survey of 1,220 executives in Singapore who didn't make it. Or somehow or other, in their career path, got demoted, did not do well, and he called it leadership derailment. And you know that in his research, the most important risk factor for leadership derailment is an indifferent attitude. No company wants that in any of their staff. In other words, they don't care. They just go to work. They are on maintenance mode. They have no passion. They have no desire to succeed. They are just half-hearted. No wonder they didn't make it. Same for the church. We just finished looking at the Laodicean church. The reason why Jesus had nothing good to say about this church was because they were what? Absolutely right. Lukewarm. No passion, no desire to succeed. Don't want to improve. Just be on maintenance mode. Please don't do that. Let us have a desire to be on fire for God. I, I want SIBKL to be a high-octane fire for God, to have a passion for God, for Jesus Christ and for His kingdom. Don't you want that? I want that. So let's all want, desire to become a model church. The question is, how, pastor? How? I want to. Tell me what are the marks. Well, it's all there in verse 3. We continually remember before our God and Father, what are the three marks of the church in Thessalonica that made them the model church? Number one, your work 
produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I will divide this whole chapter into these headings. Verse 1 to verse 3, greetings. Verse 4 to verse 6, faith that works. Verse 7 is the title of our message, The Model Church. Verse 8 and 9, Paul talks about the love that serves. And in verse 10, hope that endures. These are the three marks of a model church. So let me go to the first one. They were a model church because they had a work produced by faith. What, what do I mean by a work produced by faith? Well, let's look at how they begin. And not only how they began, but what happened after they started the church plant, their deeds, what did they do? So that their work was so faithful, was so full of faith that it became a model church. Wow. Wow. First mark of a model church. They were full of faith. Oh, let, let, let's look at the beginning of this church at Thessalonica because it's a, this is, the, in a sense, an introduction to the whole epistle. So if you look at the history of the Thessalonian church, we find that in the book of Acts, Acts 16, Acts 17. So in Acts 16 verse 9, Paul had a vision of the Macedonian call where at the middle of the night, a man called Paul. Paul, come over to Macedonia. At that time, Paul was on the Asian side of Turkey. And then as a result of that vision, Paul, Silas, Timothy, and Luke. How do I know Luke? Because he, from there he used we. We. We cross over the agency. And from that moment onwards, the gospel went over to Europe. And the first place they landed was Philippi. And so they started the church at Philippi. And from Philippi, they went on to Thessalonica. And the amazing thing was in Thessalonica, chapter 17, Acts verse 1 to verse 9, Paul stayed only three Sabbaths. In other words, only three weeks. Why? Because he had to leave at night. They don't like him. So only three weeks, you know. Can I repeat that? Paul stayed in Thessalonica only three Sabbaths. And out of this three weeks stay, a model church grew up. Wow! A model church grew up. You know what it tells me? It's planted by God, not by man. Anything God started, God will complete. They didn't look to Paul. Paul only stayed for three weeks. And from there, it became a model church. After leaving Thessalonica, went to Berea and went on to Berea, went to Athens and went on to Corinth, Paul always had the desire to go back to Thessalonica. But he couldn't. Why? Because in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 or chapter 2, Satan stopped him. Satan no, himself stopped Paul from going back to Thessalonica. Why? Because Satan wants the church in Thessalonica to fail. Ma. So Paul was so anxious for them. So he started writing the letter to the Thessalonian church 
from Corinth at about AD 50, one year after the founding of the Thessalonian church. And then he wrote 2 Thessalonians a year later. What did they do? Wow. What did the Thessalonians do so that they became a model church? So let's read Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4 to verse 6. This is what they did. Brothers, loved by God, we know that He has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. How did they work out their salvation so that they became a model church? Remember, the gospel came to them. The gospel worked in them. So how, how did they be? What happened to them? Wow, three things a work produced by faith in the good news and that transformed their entire lives. First of all, they had faith in the gospel, in the power of the Holy Spirit with deep conviction. In other words, their salvation was authentic. It was not a fly by night. They understood the gospel and they allowed the Holy Spirit to come into their lives, transform their lives with deep conviction. And what did they do? They became imitators of Paul and more importantly, of Jesus Christ. Can I stop here for a while? They became imitators of Paul, Silas and Timothy. In a way, I, I wish he wasn't there. Why? Because the danger of churches nowadays is that they imitate man. More importantly, they became imitators of Jesus Christ. And that's what you and I must do. In order for the church to become a model, the church members must become more and more Christ-like, not Paul-like. But they had this faith. They became imitators of them and Christ. But more importantly, wow, they had great joy. Wow. You know, if you go to work as a Christian, go to school or college with a, with, a, with a gloomy face, who wants your face more? Who wants to follow you? So sad one, no? so terrible one, so gloomy one. No? no, they had great joy in the Holy Spirit. How not to have? Because why? It's infectious, see? Wow. That's why they had this tremendous faith produced by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if I were to summarize this model church in these three verses, it would be like this. They received the gospel with deep conviction in the power of the Holy Spirit. And they continued to be disciples of Jesus Christ by imitating Christ with great joy. Friends, we must do this. We, we have to do this. We have to do this. We must imitate Christ with great joy. You know, you know, can I ask you three questions? Are we operating in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you living your life by your own flesh, by your carnality, or are you totally surrendered 
to the Holy Spirit and you live every day of your life in the power of the Holy Spirit with deep conviction. If you are doing that, then we can be models. Are you imitators of Jesus Christ? Who do you imitate? You know, um, this year our theme is Together We Overcome, right? For the last two years, our theme in SIBKL was Together We Absolutely right. Put it in the chat room. Together we follow Jesus. Disciples of Jesus Christ are imitators of Jesus Christ. Disciples of Jesus Christ are followers of Jesus Christ. And we want to continue with this for the rest of our life. And we do it with great joy. You know, we did Nehemiah some couple of years ago, and Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's why they were a model church. That's why they received the gospel with great joy and, 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 and the power of the Holy Spirit and and. Wow, they became a model to all the believers. And my, and my wish for us in SIBKL and for you from another church, can we be like that so that we become a model to all the believers and our churches become model churches? Come, let me pray. I won't finish it. I just feel like I want to pray. I want to pray for you, my friend. I want to pray for all of us that we just don't do church for the sake of doing church, but we, we, we become models imitators of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I want to bless every church, not only my own church, SIBKL. I want to pray for every representation of the churches out there. Lord, that they will be models of all believers, whether it be in Perlis or Johor, whether it be in, in uh, Wilayar or in East Malaysia. Lord, throughout the length and breadth of this nation, every church will become strong, excellent, dynamic, a model church, Father Lord, to honour you and to glorify your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. What are the marks of this model church that I want my church to be and I'm very sure you want your church to be? Number one, verse three, they had a work produced by faith. Secondly, whoa, they had a labor prompted by love. Where do I get that from? Verse 7 to verse 9. Verse 7 says, And you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell us how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. See, they, they, had, they had love and faith. And this is emphasized in the next chapter in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6. But Timothy has just now come to us from you, from Thessalonia, 
and has now brought us good news about what? About what? Your faith and your love. So these are the two characteristics of the Thessalonian church, you see? They had faith and they had love. Question, love for what? Love expressed in what? How was their love expressed? Two ways. Love of God and love of their fellow men. It has to be both vertical and horizontal. How did they express their love of God? Wow! They turned from idols to God. And that's why their faith rang out. In other words, it's all about allegiance, you see. It's all about loyalty. It's all about throwing your weight behind your faith with deep conviction. In other words, you know, uh, it just reminds me of the, of the Kid Zone song or the song that we sang many, many years ago. I will have no other gods before you. I will have no other gods before you. Only you will reign in my heart's king. I will have no other gods before you. I will put you first in everything. Sing with me, church, sing with me. With all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might, I want to love you, Jesus. With all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, I want to love you, Lord. Do you love the Lord? Is there anything else that comes in between you and God? You know something? The gospel came to the Thessalonica church. They received the gospel. The power of the gospel in the Holy Spirit worked among them. And now, guess what? They turned from idols, idolatry, to put their wholeheartedness and allegiance to Jesus Christ. And not only that, their faith, the gospel now rang out from them to Achaia and Macedonia, to the rest of the world. Why? Because the best expression of your love to your relatives, my friend, the best expression and demonstration of your love to your colleagues is to share with them the good news and lead them to the Lord. Acts of kindness is important, but they come and go. The flowers that you gave to your mother at Mother's Day is very important, but they fade away. But when you share the gospel to your loved ones, they live for eternity. The best way for you and I to express our love, and that's what the Thessalonians, the Thessalonians did. You see, the gospel worked among them. They turned from idols to the, the living God. And not only that, they didn't keep it to themselves. You see, the, the, the message rang out. The word rang out is a, is a, a, a very unusual word. It is only execute. It's only the only time used in the New Testament. It means uh, 
It means to herald, to proclaim, to sound from, from, from a trumpet sound. It's like a bell ringing. Ting tong, ting tong, ting tong. Can you imagine the echoes of the message rang throughout the whole of Klang Valley? And people say, what's happened? It rang out throughout the whole of Macedonia and Achaia. Why? Because they loved the Lord and they love their fellow men. Can I encourage you, my friend? Let's not be insipid anymore. Should we do that? Let's not be, be passionless anymore. You heard me say that many, many times. Let's use the remaining days of our life, the breath that we have, the energy that we have. You, you always hear me say this, my friend. I will repeat it a thousand times if I have to. As long as the Lord gives me one breath in my nostril, as long as the Lord gives me one calorie of strength left, I will serve the Lord, you know. I will serve the Lord. And I encourage you to do the same with me. Let's live our lives befitting the gospel of Jesus Christ. St. Francis of Assisi said this, preach the gospel always. Sometimes, use words. I, I don't quite agree with that too much. Why? Because you have to use words. The danger of that, if you take it to the extreme, is that you don't say anything more. No. Live out your lives as a model and when the appropriate time comes, use words. Share the word, share the gospel. Let your life count for Jesus. You know, there's a cathedral in Bedford, in England, that has a beautiful glass window. And all the pictures of the glass window in Bedford were scenes taken from John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Why? Because John Bunyan came from Bedford. You see, that's his hometown. But one particular stained glass stands out and is this one. It depicts the scene in John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress when the pilgrim or the traveller met the evangelist. And the evangelist then said to the traveller or the pilgrim with a bag behind him, the bag of sin, the bag of all the things that he's not proud of, what do you see? And then the traveller said, I see a light and feels white unto harvest. And then the evangelist stretched out his arms. And this is where the picture of the stained glass window depicts. He says, Sir, keep walking towards the light because the fields are white to harvest. I ask you, what does your life point to? Who does your life point towards? When people look at you, my friend, what do they see? Is your life pointing towards the light? Because the fields are white to harvest. Hallelujah. I just sense in my spirit, Lord, is saying to so many of you today, my friend, 
live for God. Live for God. Don't waste your time away. Let's be what First Peter chapter three verse fifteen tells us. Wherever we are, at the home, in the office, in a in the workplace, or in the school, let us always be ready. First Peter three verse fifteen. Be ready always to give an answer for the hope that is in us. But don't drum it down people's throat. All right. But as the KJV says, do it with fear and trembling. NIV says, do it with gentleness and respect, but do it anyway. In other words, we must be ready. Serve the Lord with love. The model church. What are the characteristics? There are three. Summarized by verse three of First Thessalonians chapter one. They were a model to all the believers. Because of the work produced by faith, because of a labor prompted by love, love of God, love of the fellow man, to be unashamedly be ready to share the gospel anytime. But thirdly, is very important. They had an endurance inspired by hope. Hope in what? <sighs> hope in the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe let me read verse ten. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming. Maybe I let let me read now as I close um, the whole chapter again, so that we can see the context. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. Paul writing to the church from Corinth, one year after the founding of the church in Thessalonica. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. These are the three marks that they have, which makes them a model church. Brothers, Loved by God, we know that He has chosen you. Why? Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with a joy given by the Holy Spirit, and so you became a model. To all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia, verse eight, the lost message rang out from you. Not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Why? Because the message rang out, ma. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. In serious, man. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell us how you turned to God from idols to serve the living God and true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven. Whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. The word "wait" is a word anapino. It is not wishful thinking. It is not I uh, don't know whether Jesus Christ is going to come or not. No, it's a very strong word. Again, it means to look forward with certainty, according to the NLT. In other words, sure one Jesus will come. As we hope and wait, we wait that. 
surely Jesus will come back again. And because of this anticipation, we therefore transform our lives and make every moment of our lives count. Can I encourage you to do that? Can I encourage myself to do that? Hallelujah. That we must live every moment of our lives with the endurance, the faithfulness not to give up, inspired by the hope that Jesus Christ will come back one day. Let me close. And it's amazing, friend. It's amazing. I didn't see it until this time. And I don't believe that it is by coincidence that this verse in verse 10 pops up when we are actually doing revelations. Let me, let me wet your appetite. To wait for his son, verse 10, from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. In other words, Jesus Christ is going to come back again. And this is amazing. Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. What does it mean? Jesus, you're waiting for him, who's going to come back again to rescue us, not from the wrath of God, the wrath of God for salvation. Yes, because Jesus Christ died on the cross, ma, so that the wrath of God is no more on us. Ma. But this is not that wrath. This is the coming wrath. In other words, there is a wrath that is coming and Jesus Christ is going to rescue us from that wrath so that as believers, we will not have to face that wrath. What does it mean? Pre-wrath rapture. I didn't see it. And God affirms me. Son, you are absolutely spot on. So let me close. I don't want to labor on it. I will talk with it a bit more as I do the book of Revelations in the coming weeks. Let me close. Can I encourage all of us to live our life every day with this heightened sense of expectation and anticipation for the return of the Lord? Alert, ready, prepared. No more lackadaisical, no more indifferent, no more complacent, no more comfortable, no more passionless. But be convinced in our spirit man, like the Thessalonians church, they receive the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit with deep conviction. The key is deep conviction. You must be convinced. If not, what's the point? You and I must be convinced that this is what the Lord wants us to be. Live out and work out your salvation every day of our lives, sharing the good news, in love, serving Him. Wow! Wow! And I believe that as we begin to do that, we will become more and more Christ-like. Hallelujah, friend. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's all, let's all pray. Let's all pray. Should we do that? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I want to pray that all of us, Lord, will want to be models, model believers, not to boast, but so that people looking at us will see Jesus in us. And like the, like the evangelists, pointing it, our lives pointing to everyone, to the light, to the light, so that our lives will reflect the glory of the risen Lord. Oh, Father, I'm going to bless you, God, that we love you. We love you with all our heart. And whatever that we do, we will love you with all our heart. We love you with all our soul. We love you with all our strength. 
Oh, hallelujah. Father, we bless your holy name. Come and let's worship the Lord with this wonderful, wonderful song. I love you, Lord. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the lovely song. That no matter what has happened to us, what's happening to us, let the worries of tomorrow flow away, Lord, not trouble us, so that the peace of God and the God of peace anchors our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. And help us, Lord, to always love you. Always love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. And the best way, Lord, to love our neighbor is to share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. So help us, Lord, to live for you every day of our lives. Can I encourage those of you who are not yet Christians? If you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, will you go now to the prayer chat room, the prayer altar, the online prayer altar? If any one of you have any needs as well, go into there right now. There will be people wanting to pray with you, pray for you. So if any one of you who wants further prayers, please enter into the prayer altar online. Let me pray and bless you all. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His wonderful face to all of us and always grant us shalom. In Jesus' precious name I pray and all God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.